Welcome to Fathers University, where we educate men in fatherhood, finance, and fitness. This interview today, I am so excited about. I've been knowing this gentleman since I was in college. Uh, Pastor Antoine Williams, the knowledge that he walks in. And most of all, I was saying to myself, I have to interview him and his story. How you doing, brother? I'm doing well. How you doing, my brother? I'm good, man. I'm good. I, you know, one thing about it, you know, we talk about fatherhood many times in our society. But we never, ever, 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 ever get a chance to talk about fathers and single fathers and experience. And your story, when you first told me your story, and it impacted me so much. I said, I had to have you on, man. Oh, man. Well, thank you. And um, I'm, I'm so blessed to be here. And, I, I, you know, it's an honor for me to, to be here and speak to not only you, but other fathers out there. You yes, know? sir. Yes, sir. Well, happy Father's Day coming up as well. Oh, and, yeah, too. Uh, yeah. Too, so yeah. that father's doing that. So my first question I want to ask you is this. Uh, at what age did you become a single dad? OK, well, we'll have to we'll have to back up because, you know, I had a, a baby in, in high school and uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, she passed away um, in that that instance. Um, you know, I was about 17. Wow. Uh, when that happened, but later after I got married and um, unfortunately uh, divorced, I, I, I got custody of my kids and uh, I was a single father at about the age of 26. I was wow. around 26, yeah, 26, 27 uh, and, and having two toddlers on my hand. It was at the age of 26, 26 or 27. It was wow. up in that area, yeah. Well, wow. yeah. and so what age were your toddlers at that time? You see your your daughter and your son? Yeah, my daughter and my son. I take that back. I had to be about 28 because okay. uh, my daughter and my son, my son was like two. And my my daughter was, was four. They're two years apart. Wow. Yeah. Wow. How's that experience, man? Because normally many times before, it's like the mother that takes custody. And many times the the... Society will say, hey, there's no good fathers and no good dads. And, and let's be honest, black and brown dads, you know, there's there's no, you know, there's just a little same people say in the community or in the urban community. You know, a lot of our black and brown men, are nothing but sperm donors. Now you have the guy that took on both of his kids. So what gave you a desire and a drive and ownership to say, hey, you know what? No, these are my kids. I I need to be here. Um. When I, I'm going to tell you, when, when my, the day my daughter was born and I held her in my hands and I looked in her eyes, I knew my life was changed forever. You know, um, from that moment on, all the, the you know, the partying and the, the, the running out in the streets with the fellas and all that right. came to an end immediately mm -hmm. because I saw myself i saw my seed i'm holding my, my my baby in my hand um and so from that moment on i knew my life would be drastically different and i had a responsibility you know manhood right. is not just conceiving and having a baby true manhood is being responsible for and taking care of providing right. spiritually physically and financially uh for your, you know, a family, your right. wife and your children. You know? Right. During that time when you're going through with that, if you can go back 
uh, as a father, young father, taking on kids just born, the weight of trying to take ownership as a father, and there's a disconnect, whatever was going on with the mother at that time. Who was your model? What did you model after? Because it has to be something had the model in order to get through that process. So what 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 was your strength or, or who did you model, model after? Well, my childhood hero was um, Bill Cosby. Hold up. Bill Cosby? Bill Cosby? Jello Bill Pudding Cosby. Pop? Jello Pudding Pop. <laughs> I tell you, when the Cosby show, because, you know, I mean, my father was, he was, not there in our in our home, but I had a relationship with him outside of the home. Uh, and growing up, you know, in the eighties and nineties and stuff, uh, you know, the Cosby Show was it, it was a game changer for me. Right. It was somebody who looked like me, who, um, you know, who had a family, you know, the TV family, and that always wanted to be my family. Right. You know, so instead of you know. I really took away from from that how he would talk to his kids, you know, and work through it and uh, through through problems and situations. Not like, you know, when, when I was growing up, you know, they didn't uh, stop with sparing the rod. They gave us women <laughs> right. all the time. Yeah, but yeah, I true. wanted something. I wanted something different. Not that I didn't chastise my kids. Right. But at the same time, there has to be a balance. You know what That's I mean? Good. And uh, I found that in the Cosby show. So uh, I talk to my kids and, and uh, I find it easy if I, easier if I impart knowledge and wisdom and can uh, show them where I may have messed up and that they don't have to, to mess up that way. You know, that saying right. experience is the best teacher. Well, only fools go to that school because <laughs> I don't have to experience right. every trauma and hurt and pain. I can learn from somebody else's trauma and pain if, if someone would tell me. Right. You know, and that's, that's what good. I find uh, pointing to my kids. One thing you said, I like you said about Bill Cosby, because you're right, Bill Cosby, the Cosby show, Bill Cosby of all was the, let's not even just say the man, he was the model, you know? Right. Like we, at that age, we, we said to ourselves, Bill Cosby can't do nothing wrong. And years nothing later, wrong. realized Bill Cosby had problems, you know? Absolutely. And, I, and Absolutely. that one of the things that about modeling, even though the models that we see, no matter if it's a coach, if it's a pastor, if it's a police officer, if it's an educator, the closer we get to them, we realize they have issues too, you know? Absolutely. And that's why, you know, us as fathers, man, that, we need someone to care on and, and pour into us because just raising kids and just being just just being a man alone is a lot of work, you know. So that's that's yeah, powerful. Mm -hmm. That's powerful. The uh, another question I would ask you is this with all the resources for single mothers, and our mothers are beautiful women. We thank God for the woman. Mm -hmm. But there's no resources for single fathers. During that time, did you have any resources? For single fathers, did you even see any resources? Was anything uh, during the time of the court system when they say, "Hey, these these are your kids, this is yours"? Did you get any support? What what's the what support out there for single fathers? <laughs> the only support, the only thing I got was, uh, "We don't have anything for you." Wow. Uh, it took a while for me to to even get wick. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, wait yeah. for mm -hmm. for my son. My son, just because he was a baby, we got a whole had a whole lot of milk and cheese in the house. Um, <laughs> but 
other than that, there was no support for for single fathers. You know, I remember, I remember nights uh, having you know having to work two jobs and right. you know, one during the day, one at night. And um, fortunately, um, had two wonderful uh, they're friends, but right, they're right. like family members. Uh, Melvin and Tony Coleman who had their daycare and was and really work with me and help me um, through that. And, and, you know, they understood what I was going through and um, was very gracious in, in, in watching the kids. And, wow. and they'll tell you that those are our kids, you know. Right. So uh, God has always provided a ram in the bush. And, of course, I had my mom and my sisters here. Um, but as far as uh, government assistance, or not even, and, and not that I was, I was looking for, like, um, um, yeah, I got you. Money or anything. Right, I, right. Some, sometimes it was just counseling. Yeah, okay, I got how you. do I do this? I'm a right. young father. How do how do I do this? What else right. can I do? You know, what resources are out there? And, and there is none, unfortunately. Did you ever get bitter or during that time in that season when you heard in society, there's no good men, there's no good fathers. Uh, the woman is doing this all about by herself, single mothers and and which we have a lot of single mothers out there that's doing a lot by themselves, but you being in that position during that time in that season, did you ever get frustrated? Um, no, I was, man, I was working too much to get frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> I had two, two little ones and two mouths to feed, but sometimes it's the narrative, you know, right. and, and it could be uh, the narrative that they want to paint about, you know, men in society, because I knew a few, it was a few single fathers that I knew at that time, you right. know, um, and we were all gleaming from each other and leaning on each other on um, different things, uh, aspects of our single man fatherness. I, right. I would say single fatherness, right. um, because you know all of our situations were alike in some ways, but they were also drastically different in other ways. You know, we were all single fathers, but um, I really didn't have to deal with baby mama drama. You right. know, I mean, right. she decided to up and leave um, the state. So I, I really didn't have that to, to to deal with. You know, unfortunately, the other others were being drug in and out of court. You know, right. thank God I didn't have I didn't have to, to go through that. Wow. Know? That's powerful, man. Another question I have for you. Now your kids are older. Which is more challenging, raising them when they were younger or at an older age now? And why? <laughs> Definitely raising them when they were younger to me, um, because it's, you know, children are like a, a blank chalkboard, you know, whatever you write on them, that's what they are, mm. you know, uh, and sometimes we're trying to impart things and, and get things and, 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 you know, you can raise two children in the same house, same environment. And they turn out completely different. And you wow. you wonder what's what's going on? What's <laughs> well we do raise them different. You know, right. you coddle your girls, you tell your boys, suck it up, you're right. gonna be a man, you know. So right. so in that aspect, we, we do raise them uh different. Um I think it was harder then because I was working more. Mm -hmm. You know, I had two jobs right now. I have one job, mm -hmm. you know, due to the pandemic, they're both back in the, in the house. And mm -hmm. we always um, have an open dialogue. You know, I always told my kids, you know, even when they were babies, you know, you can talk to daddy about anything. Right. You know, I'm going to be your advocate. If you're right, you're right. If you're wrong, you're wrong. And right. I'm going to tell you that. 
it's my job to to teach you. It's my my job to guide you. And and that's one um, thing. One thing that parents do, and not just single fathers, uh, but fathers, we are we are here to 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 when they're young, we're parents. We're parenting. Right. I mean, really hands-on parenting. You know, my kids are twenty and twenty-two right now. I had I, I told them I said, "Hey, we're, we're transitioning. I'm not I'm not you know spoon right. feeding you anymore. Right. My job is to guide you now. Right. Is that you know, easy? It, guiding is 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 it's a lot easier because you give them uh, the opportunity to to make choices. I never give them the direct answer. Mm-hmm. I give them the choice and right. I tell them the consequence. Right. Right. That's, this could happen if you the way you're thinking, you know, because you know how how it is when you're when you're 20 and 21 and you think you know everything. Oh yeah. You don't know nothing. <laughs> right. yeah, you don't know. Right. You don't know how the world really works. It only right. works the way you think it works. Mm-hmm. You know. So so what I do is I, I I tell them take a step back. You know from the from the forest so you can see the trees, but. Let me explain to you what's behind this tree over here and what's behind that tree. Right. If you if you go about it this this way, and um, in the process, you know they get better understanding and they begin to take a step back instead of just rushing in. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And, and, and so I find it easier uh, for me uh, to to parent or to guide them uh, because they're older now and I can. I don't have to explain every little thing. I don't have to do everything. I can just explain things. Right, right. No, it's powerful, man. And, and you know, one thing about it, 2020, 2020 has been a year. I know every year or years ago, people can say this has been a year, that been a year. But, man, right. 2020 was a year. I don't think I, our earth or even society has ever seen. And, I agree. Um, me and you have something in common. Uh, both yeah. of our fathers passed in 2020. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. I think we talked a couple of days ago and uh, I'm just so blessed for the restoration, even knowing your story with your father and you mm-hmm. powerful story, but yeah. even how God restored relationship. If you're comfortable from, from your childhood, not maybe a snippet all the way to your father, go home with the Lord. Tell us a little bit about that restoration piece. Okay. Well, growing up, you know, my father was a very rough, he was a man's man, very, very stern, very, um, no nonsense, short patience type of dude, you know? So, uh, you know, he was doing his thing. He loved to gamble. He loved to, you know, he worked on cars. He was all about making money quick. He really, uh, we did, we really growing up wasn't that close. You know, again, I, Bill Cosby, you know, was the model father for me. And I kind of, in my mind, substitute Bill Cosby as, uh, you know, my not physical dad, because my dad was, was there when I lived with him. Um, but, uh, just a dad in my mind. But my father, as, as we, I got older and, um, I would say after I joined the military, me and my father, uh, became pretty close, you know. We we actually spent more time together then. I don't know it's because he was older and was just like, hey, you know, son, you're gonna make mistakes in life, and, and a lot of things that he imparted into me in my twenties. I wish he would have did it earlier, so I wouldn't have, um, you know, had to deal with so many, 
issues and so right. many um, failures. Uh, when I say failures, I mean like relationship failures. Mm-hmm. I, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have, um, I don't think I would have, you know, had a, a child at, at 17. You right. know, if, if he was there, I wasn't living with my father at that time. But just the guidance, um, and, you know, the father is like a guardrail, you know, um, going down the road and there's a cliff there. You know, wow. they, they put guardrails rails there uh, so that you don't just go over the cliff. You wow, know, and, and fathers bring structure and protection. And that guardrail is protection. Um, you know, he wasn't there. So what what happened in that, that stage in my life? Oh, I'm 17. I'm a man. I could right. I went right off that cliff, you know, um, but later on, again, we became close. And uh, I think the first time I really recall my father saying, I love you and seeing the tears in his eyes because we were parting ways was when I was stationed up in Newport, Rhode Island. And he came up to the base for a weekend. You know, we had such a good time fishing and just talking noise. You right. know what I'm saying? And him meeting my friends and everything. Um in, in as it progressed, as as time progressed, we became closer. He we would call and talk every time in football. We bonded over you know football, NFL right. football. He loved the Cowboys. I like I love my Bucks. <laughs> yep. Um Super Bowl champion, but um, <laughs> <laughs> and, thank God for Tom Brady, huh? Yes, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh yeah. So in his passing, you know, 2020, like you said, it's been it's been a rough year. In his passing, um, it's just been like I can't believe it. You know, mm. I've had my dad actually impact so many men. You know, even though right. we were in the pandemic, um, you know, we had a, a graveside service. It was so many people there, mm-hmm. and a lot of men were coming up and saying, "Hey, your father was my father." You know, wow. it was your father that changed my life. It was your father that gave me a chance once I got out of prison and he gave me a job. And Or if I get out of line, your father, uh, even though I'm a grown man, would, would get on my case and say, you know, you need to do the right thing. And I'm like, wow, man. you know, but it, because it was a lot of stuff that like. I believe he was trying to he was making up, gotcha. you know, for the time that we wasn't together. Right. You know, and, and it was like. Wow, he impact. I mean, when I say so many men, so many men um, would say, "Hey, we're brothers because you know your your father is my father." You know, right, I even right. had a uh, one of my friends from the military. You know, when he passed, and I he called and I told him, he was like, "Wait, what do you mean? You're trying to tell me my dad passed away?" Wow. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I'm just like, "Wow, man!" You know, so his impact um, goes far beyond just just me as his his biological son, you know? Right, right. I'm, I'm thankful. I think I'm more grateful for the the lives of the other men that he touched, Man. you know, and he impacted. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, it's amazing, um, Pastor Antoine, just knowing your story with the restoration, with you and your father in your childhood, and how mm-hmm. God can truly heal time. He can heal people. He can heal families. Absolutely. And mm-hmm. what was so fascinating fascinating with your story that that enlightened me was you pouring into your kids at an early age being a young father not having a blueprint but also experiencing some type of rejection in your childhood right that's that's pure restoration and to build a relationship 
and heal a bridge that was broken before your father went went to glory. And that's what it's all about, man. And I've, I've been knowing you for years and you always had a father in heart, man. Always had a father in spirit. Always have a heart for men, heart for people, man. So I applaud you, um, you for what you have already done with your kids, being there for your kids. In our society where we where the news is portrayed that there's a lot of um, black fathers that's not there. That's what the portray. But you're actually done the work and you're being there for your kids and still there for your family. And I applaud you so much, man. Oh, thank you, brother. Well, you know, certain people have agendas, but, uh, you know, fatherhood is so important. Uh, and I want you to, you know, your, your listeners to, to look up. Uh, Oprah Winfrey and Iyana Van Zant had a, um, a show back in the day. And, and it, one of the, it's on YouTube. One of the episodes was, um, fatherless daughters. Mm-hmm. The impact of daughters not being having fathers in the home and how promiscuity and, and, and how they just, you know, had no self, um, you know, self aware awareness about themselves, uh, just because the absence of a father, right? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So all roles are so important, it's important. Um, yeah, and and how uh, one would just, you know sleep with any kind of right. guy because he would show her love. Right. You know what I'm saying? She right. felt that by them having intercourse that that was love. Right. And a father would protect her against that. Something she needed him was to do was be in the house to say no. Right. You know, so right. many times. Or an examine. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And so many times we're afraid to tell our kids no. Yeah. When they need to be told no. No. Yes, sir. Know? Yeah, yeah, no. God tells us no sometimes. We oh, pray yeah. for stuff. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, so. Yeah. You know, money's 12. She's about to be 13 in September. And she said to me, uh, she told uh, April, she said, and she said it when I was there, Daddy, you just protective. Uh, yeah. yeah <laughs> that's your, that's my job, you know? That's your job. And I was yeah. literally yeah. listening to an uh, interview, I think, on CNN with uh, former President Obama. He told his daughters, they said the fall, he told his daughter, my job, number one job is to be a protector. And I think one thing as men and as fathers to examine, to see, you know, that, hey, you, you already know that this guy is not the one, this person is not the one, this situation is not the one. You can smell it, you know? You can smell it. Yeah, you know? Yeah. Because I was, I yeah. used to smell. <laughs> yeah, exa- exactly. Exactly. And, and, you know, and with that, you know, you have to, they, they try to put out this phrase, toxic masculinity. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as toxic masculinity. Your mm-hmm. masculinity is given by God mm-hmm. for you to be a protector. Right. You know what I right. mean? Right. So, yeah. So when you have, you know, knuckleheads like you and I was growing up and you yeah. just tell them what they want to hear. Right. You know, if you're, you know, I don't went to a few doors and have a father, a real father there and looking at me sideways like, uh, nah, this ain't going to be the one, brother. <laughs> right. You know, and so right. with that, um, <laughs> I got a funny story to tell you about my, my uh, middle school prom. Mm-hmm. But with that, we're protectors. Right. You know. Uh, when I was in middle school, uh, we took this girl to the prom and uh, her dad was like, have her home by 11. Mm-hmm. I was like, OK, I have her home by 11. I, we was going to have a good time. at the prom. Right. Right. He was sitting at the table kind of upstairs and, and I was standing down in the foyer. And I couldn't tell what he was doing with his hands because the wall was there. <laughs> and he turns and he looks at me. He said, hey, you play football, right? And I was like, yes, sir. 
He said, so that means you can catch, right? I said, yes, sir. He threw a, a, a shotgun shell, <laughs> one of those red shotgun shells down to me. And he said, uh, if you touch my daughter, the next bullet you catch is going to be coming a lot faster than that one. <laughs> Listen, that sister was home at 9.30. I bet she was. <laughs> I bet she was at hey, 9.29. Yeah, she was, like, they was upset. Hey, the, the little school dance was over at, like, right. 8.45. <laughs> Man, listen, come, come on, girl. We we took a couple pictures. Right. You back home at 9.30. Right. <laughs> it's, it's real, man. And then how many, how many daughters out there don't have that father to examine. Exactly. You know? And so it's so critical that 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 we as fathers, as men, to examine for our daughters, for our sons, for mm-hmm. our families, because, you know, there's it, so much going on out there. And the biggest thing that we are dealing with in our society is people searching for knowing who they are, knowing what their family is called to be. <clears throat> and and most of all, that's why I wanted to interview you, because as fathers, we, we need to get poured back into and our stories are so powerful, so we, so people, so we can know what we're doing is great. You know, sometimes the, the average thing that we do is great, but we don't even see that it's great because we're so hung down from doing so much with our families. So, right. and that's why I truly applaud you, man. Yeah, thank you, man. Um, yeah, we 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 definitely have to, you know, um, sharpen each other, you know, right. as I sharpened on this one man to another. We we have to have other people to lean on. Like, I didn't do it by myself, you know. I, I did lean on other, you know, men who were going through the same thing. I did, uh, you know, want to learn in, in, in how to be a good father, you know, to right. break the chain, to break right. the generational curse, to break the stigma that there are no good black men or right. no good black fathers, you know. Everywhere I had a I had a, a a motto: if I can't go and bring if my kids can't come, I'm not coming. Right? You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. So I didn't go anywhere. I couldn't bring my kids, and, right. and, and a lot of times that that's a good thing. It kept me home. It kept me out of trouble. Right? You know, um, kept me working, and, right. and and it kept me praying. Yes, sir. Because I was like, Lord, you know, I can't do this alone. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and you did it. Yeah. You did it, man. Yeah. And and that's why. Wanted to applaud you, man. And I thank you for being on for Fathers University. I know a lot of men out there. And I think many times when we go through things, we we fail to realize there's people behind us that's going through it now. So they need to hear your story. You know, they need to hear that story because there's some fathers that didn't make it out because they couldn't see past where they what they was dealing with. And I want other fathers, single dads that's out there that's maybe going through or about to go through that they can get through it because... Pastor Antoine went through it, and most of all, God gave you the gave you the grace to get through it. So, thank you for being on uh, this podcast, man. And uh, man, you know you like my brother, man. I I love you so much, man. And keep keep doing what you're doing. Oh, thank you, brother. And in anytime, anytime you want to talk, anytime you know where I'm at, I'm always here for you, and and, and I love you, and 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 uh, uh, just be encouraged, man, and and know that God never gives you. There's never a, a testimony without a test. So what you're going through is not just for you, but it's for you to encourage others. So I don't ever look at anything from my past as, oh, it was just so bad. And I you know God put me through it and, and, I, and, and gave me grace uh, enough to get over it so that I may encourage others to keep going. Yes, sir. Thank you again, brother. And talk to All you. All right. Man.